You are now listening to the 100% Elite Podcast with your host, Jeff Engler. What is up, everybody? It is your captain back at it again for another episode of the 100% Elite Podcast, episode 74. Now, it has been another jam-packed week of AEW content served up to us by our Lord and Savior, Tony Khan. It was actually a pretty good week. Uh, Dark Elevation wasn't too long. Dark Classic, whatever we're still calling it, just regular dark. Uh wasn't too long either it wasn't like six hours of wrestling that we had to watch um dynamite felt new and fresh and a lot of cool things happened great promos cut this week but before we get into any of that stuff make sure that you are subscribed and you scroll on down if you're on an apple device or itunes and hit that five stars leave a review i will read them on the podcast i'll plug anything you want to plug in there too just write them reviews people all right let's get into a little bit of news um so Darius Martin of Top Flight actually just had his ACL um, had surgery on it. So he will be out for uh, a little while. I mean, that's definitely a, a serious uh, surgery to have. And hopefully he makes a full recovery and uh, gets back in the ring soon. Uh, Top Flight seemed like they were, uh, you know, on an uphill path. I was a little harsh on them when they first came around just because it was a lot of... Uh, you know, what people say about the Young Bucks, you know, just spot, 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 spot is basically what Top Flight was doing. Uh, and people were like, you know, giving them high praise and all this stuff. And I was like, man, I just would like to see a lot more, um, you know, mat work, a lot more fundamentals, a lot more, um, I don't know, hard hitting stuff and left less flip and flop uh, kind of stuff just to see that they could do both. Um but, you know, things kind of got cut short when uh, Darius got hurt. So hopefully he comes back uh, fully healed and, and getting back in that ring. Um, other than that, we have uh, the ratings. The ratings, again, above a million. Uh, so hold, holding up there at that million. This is uh, pretty fucking exciting. I know TNT put out a, a little thing about it. They were pretty pumped about it. It's one of their biggest shows, man. Um, I, I mean, they, they have to be excited. The first two weeks unopposed breaking that million. Uh, I was super pumped about it last week. I waited uh, to talk with Zach about it, uh, later in the episode. If you have not listened to the last episode, it was a pretty good one. So go back and check it out. Um, but yeah, ratings, uh, hopefully we won't have to talk about them too much longer. I just know it's, it's exciting right now. Um, now that it's unopposed and we, we can just enjoy it and nobody's going to like, I don't know. Twitter seems to be a little less toxic, uh, these days when there is no like actual war going on anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's not head to head. So there's not a, a whole lot of stuff. Um, a, a little bit of, uh, of t- Twitter news. I'll just call it Twitter news, but Mickey James, uh, received her gear in a trash bag that was inside of a box. Um, I know uh, somebody got fired for doing that, uh, but man, 
just low, 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 low. Get released by WWE and they send your shit in a trash bag. Just despicable. Uh, I know uh, Triple H came out, Stephanie McMahon came out and like apologized and stuff like that and basically said, you know, things got taken care of. Uh, and a lot more people are coming out talking about their experiences, especially the women uh, getting talked down to and stuff like that. So maybe it might spark one of those, you know, big movements to where y- you see a lot of positives, kind of like the speak out movement when that happened. And, you know, it it went through every single uh, organization, all the all the feds out there, brother. And a lot of uh, male talent were called out. And it's I mean, it needs to happen. So. This would be great if uh, WWE can get rid of some of that dead weight, some of the toxicity that is holding um, holding back their company from like uh, achieving, you know, achieving that higher that higher goal that they're. It seems like they're always striving for. Uh, not that I'm like rooting for them to get even bigger, but I'm just saying like if they want their talent to be happy, uh, they can't have people being complete assholes. And it seems to be a lot of their women's talent, so. Uh, that it's not a good look for WWE for sure. Um, other than that, uh, blood and guts, it's going to be a one match event. Uh, I, I don't, I don't fully know exactly what it's going to be. It seems like, uh, I mean, a lot of buildup, uh, maybe, uh, running back, uh, promos and tapes and, uh, I don't know, like extended entrances and stuff. Like, I mean, if they're going to do only one match, the entire night. I mean, it's got to be an epic fucking match. It's going to be live. They're selling tickets for it now. I just don't know how invested we're going to be in for two hours on one match. It just seems a little crazy. So I'm thinking the first hour is going to be a lot of promos and a lot of uh, things to, you know, with other storylines and stuff like that. Or they're going to start it off with the match, have everybody come out, do the match everything and as soon as it's done then they cut to maybe some pre-tape stuff maybe um I don't know I don't know what they're gonna do but it I'm I'm actually really excited for this just to see how they finagle this if it's only one match the entire night um they they're gonna have to they're gonna have to pull out that rabbit out of that hat they're really they really are I don't know what else I, I, I can't think of anything. I mean, the show is not actually two hours long. You got a lot of commercials. You got a lot of filler shit. Um, so we'll we'll see what they do. We'll see what, uh, what those brains cook up. Other than that, let's get into some Dark Elevation. Uh, the first match on Dark Elevation was Hangman Adam Page versus Spencer Slade. Um, I mean, dude, Hangman was brutal in this match. Uh, he, he shared a beer with, uh, Rick Knox after the match ended. Uh, but I mean, dude, he hit so many clotheslines in this and they look brutal as fuck. Um, but yeah, huge powerbomb pin for the win. Hangman, not even using his finisher on this guy. Just really, (laughs) really showing how, uh, disrespectful he can be with some of these, some of these wins, he's just racking them up too. He's the number one guy. He still hasn't challenged uh, Kenny Omega yet. He also uh, hasn't challenged Darby. And he's just kind of like in that number one spot, not doing a whole lot. So hopefully that changes soon. I know uh, we'll get into the match he had with Ricky Starks uh, on Dynamite a little bit later. So after this, uh, 
Britt Baker versus Tesha Price. Um, this was this was a pretty good match. Uh, kind of short, uh, but the lockjaw for the win here. Obviously, Britt Baker racking up those wins, also padding that record. Uh, you know, getting that, getting right in line to be right behind Tay Conti for after this uh, after this match. So whoever won the title this week, she was going to be right in that place to challenge for it. Um, so I like what they're doing with Britt Baker. After this, we had Jay Lyon and Midas Black versus Jurassic Express. Uh, I mean, this was this was kind of a fun match just because you had like, you know, the it was almost like the circus trainer with his lion, and then you had uh, Jungle Boy and his dinosaur. Um, you know, cool little gimmicks going back and forth, but. Man, this this match was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> there was a double team uh, where they stacked them up and pinned them for the win. It was uh, pretty funny. But Luchasaurus, man, he he doesn't get enough credit. I wish he would he would play more as a big guy and not do the moonsaults and shit. Um, I wish he would be more of like uh, like how Kane was. Man, he just did big man shit. And you couldn't really push him around. I know there's a couple other guys in this company that are fucking huge. I mean, Wardlow's just as big as Luchasaurus is. Um, but it would be nice to have that, like, immovable object that, you know, people really have to chop down. It, he could really play to that big man uh, style and really just, uh, you know, you could fuck people up, really. Um, but yeah, this was, this was a halfway decent match for sure. After this, we had Andre Montoya and Vary Morales versus TH2. Um, man, TH2 just still not doing it for me. I don't know if they just need a whole gimmick fucking change, put on some masks so you don't even know it's them. I, I don't know what it is. I just can't. I'm more, uh, shit. I'd rather see Chaos Project than TH2 right now. I'd rather see Top Flight flip around. Then watch TH2 right now. I'd rather watch SCU, old ass Christopher Daniels, have matches than TH2 right now. So that's, it's saying a lot. Uh, I, you know, the Navarro death roll for the win. I think, uh, I think they need to change it up. I think they need something different, something new, something fresh. It seems like everybody else has grown in AEW from where they started and to where they are now. Like even a simple gimmick, just like Jurassic Express, they work different. Jungle Boy is more serious in the ring. Um, it, it completely different. He's even changed gear um, a little bit. I mean, I know it's slight, but uh, he might be a bad example. Um, the Dark Order, the Dark Order, their gimmick has changed vastly since the beginning of this, uh, this AEW, uh, experiment, uh, that has, that has skyrocketed. Um, but yeah, like Hangman, his, his gimmick has changed. The Young Bucks obviously turning heel, uh, but maybe it's just TH2 needs to do something completely different to, uh, get us all invested again. Um, but yeah, TH2 picking up a win on elevation after this the acclaimed had a showcase um with the big well that's not his name anymore uh captain insano no that's not his name paul white yeah there he is um this was actually really cool i i like this for a couple reasons so max caster obviously just you know putting himself over putting over anthony bowens but anthony bowens man apparently he that boy does a lot 
uh, acting. He does, uh, what else did he say? Music. He does uh, modeling. He does all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it, it shined a little little light on who they actually were. They were obviously doing this interview in character. So some of it was, you know, heartfelt shit. And the other half was them being their, you know, asshole selves, putting, putting themselves over, making them seem larger than life. And I really like this segment. So uh, if you're not watching Dark Elevation, these are segments that you should be checking out, which there's a lot of them. I, I will say that because Dark Elevation is, is getting uh, time and effort put into it other than dark, classic, dark, uh, old dark, whatever we're calling it. Um, <laughs> dark Elevation for me feels uh, like it actually has fucking production value and and things like that. So yeah, go check out this showcase. It was it was really nice, especially if you like the acclaimed. This was something you, you would want to check out. After this, we had uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Mike Magnum and Stone Rockwell. Stone Rockwell looking kind of like a grizzly uh, Indiana Jones for a second. Um, the Rochambeau for the win. Literally, the teamwork of Cage picking up the dude for Starks was uh, was pretty comical, actually. Um, but yeah, Ricky Starks hitting that uh, Rochambeau, getting a win here padding up team Taz's record um still showing like uh signs of you know maybe they'll break up soon maybe they'll feud against each other uh Starks and Brian Cage that is I don't know I don't know exactly what team Taz is going to be doing um obviously we'll talk about team Taz again uh here very soon because it's not dynamite if Taz doesn't you know say hold on shut up I'm talking um, so <laughs> after this, we had Abaddon versus Sky Blue. I really liked Sky Blue's, uh, get up here. Um, you know, the backward snapback, uh, she looked pretty good. I don't, man, Abaddon, man, is just not, it's not my cup of tea. Like I said before, too much gimmick, not enough fucking wrestling. Um, I, th- I, I think she needs to find that happy middle ground, um, but obviously the cemetery drive for the win, uh, picking up a win over Sky Blue. Um, she was tiny. She was definitely tiny. Um, after this, we had Prince Kai versus Orange Cassidy. Um, this Prince Kai dude was just trying to show off uh, and got a little too cocky. And uh, Orange Cassidy picked that some bitch right up and hit him with the beach break. A uh, quick, short fucking match. Uh, really job this guy out. Orange Cassidy has done this a couple times. He did the orange punch to Will Hobbs when he first got there and knocked uh, knocked all Willie Hobbs out in one punch. So uh, this is a co- uh, another one of those short little, uh, you know, enhancement matches, but it, it, it did exactly what it needed to do. Orange Cassidy looked, uh, looked like a badass here, really not giving a shit. Um, after this, we had Private Party, versus Alex Reynolds and Colt Cabana. Now, this match actually was really fun to watch. Alex Reynolds and Colt Cabana have a really good, uh, like, you know, not symmetry. Basically, they, they're they really cohesive. They work well together. Uh, chemistry is what I was looking for. They have great chemistry, not symmetry. What the fuck am I talking about? Um, 
yeah, pri- private party working more aggressive. Uh, I'm glad they're starting to, you know, get in there a little bit more because at first they were these heels that were still working like baby faces. They still did the high spot moves. They still did, you know, all that stuff. So now they're kind of working in uh, the more aggressive shit, which is what they should be fucking doing. Um, but yeah, so there was a, a roll up by Cassidy for the win here out of nowhere, just hitting this quick roll up and uh, private party getting a win over the Dark Order. Um, we we might see more of this. I have a feeling that Matt Hardy and his f- house office family, whatever the fuck they're called, um, will be, you know, starting to beat down the Dark Order a little bit more so then we can have that big, you know, blowout moment um, where, the, where the Dark Order just really cleans house and, and gets rid of this feud for a while. I'm uh, over it uh, at this point already, though. Uh, I don't give a shit. I don't care that, you know, Hangman's getting support from them. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I just don't. Matt Hardy's group, this random ragtag group that he's, I, I mean, I like the Butcher and the Blade, but I just don't understand it right now. So maybe there's more story to be told and I just need to wait. But as of right now, I'm fucking checked out. I'd rather see them doing anything else i mean it feels like i see evil uno and Stu grayson on dark more than i actually do dynamite unless they're standing on the stage just giving the dark order thing um seems kind of like they're put on the back burner for right now um but after this we had thunder rosa versus uh shauna reed and i mean rose just Thunder Rosa just beating the shit out of this girl. Also, this Shauna Reed girl was from Cincinnati, Ohio. So uh, I had to kind of give her a little bit of love here. And uh, But, you know, Thunder Rosa being the uh, the veteran that she is, hit that Fire Thunder driver for the win. Uh, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with Thunder Rosa. I know her contract is up. Uh, maybe next year something like that or maybe it's this year with NWA she would be very smart to sign full-time with AEW she'd get a lot more exposure she'd actually be in the title uh, position to where she could actually hold it because right now I don't see I don't see Tony Khan giving Thunder Rosa that belt anytime soon until she's a full-time employee which the NWA, uh, they have actually some pretty good women's talent uh, on their roster. That genocide girl, I don't know if you guys remember her, but she kind of had that robot gimmick. She's actually like a fucking Amazon. She's tall, strong. Uh, she knows how to work really well. Uh, there was a, a match that she had at, I guess, a recent pay-per-view that went over really well. Um, but yeah, I... They don't have a, vi- a big, vast roster, kind of like AEW is building right now. So Thunder Rosa coming over here full-time would be great. Uh, obviously, Serena Deeb getting off that hurt list is another step that we need to take. But Statlander's back. Uh, we haven't seen much of Penelope Ford after she got beat up by uh, Statlander. But uh, you, you just have some good talent here. Uh, they're really starting to build their women's division I think in the right way. And I'm starting to see a lot more tag team uh, action out of the women's division. So maybe we might get those fucking belts here soon. Uh, Cause that would be, I mean, 
that's just this fucking smart play here. Um, but after the, the Thunder Rosa match, we had the best friends versus Hayden Backlund and Kit Sackett. Um, you had that double pile driver for the win. It, it was an aggressive win, literally pile drives the guy and then tosses him back to Trent, which he does a jumping pile driver to this kid. Um, I, I liked the match. Uh, Trent really, uh, working really well, trying to show off a little bit because he had a match on dynamite, which we will talk about. Don't worry. Uh, but after this, we had, Maddie Renkowski and Nyla Rose versus legit Layla Hirsch and Rio Mizunami. Uh, le- legit Layla Hirsch and, and Rio, uh, they kind of went together. I, if if Rio didn't do the fucking stupid chop shit in the, uh, on the turnbuckle where she does this stupid fucking smack in the chest very lightly and then you know does the roll up and and does all that stuff. So if she didn't do that stuff, this match would have been great. Uh, Maddie Renkowski working really well. She's only a year into the business. Nyla Rose just looking like a true hoss. Um, but yeah, it, it was uh, there. There was like this miming in the you know the air pool where she's pulling herself over. Ryu Mizunami doing that in the middle of the match. Like I get it. There's comedy spots that Colt Cabana does, but his like kind of have a flow in the ring and kind of not mean something, but Kind of. Uh, this is just her being a fucking goofball uh, when she's supposed to be trying to get the win. Um, but the armbar to Renkowski for the win, obviously, legit Layla Hirsch needs to pick up a win for her team. Um, it was a, it was a halfway decent match. It, I mean, nothing to write home about. After this, we had Austin Gunn versus Aaron Solo. So these are two young up-and-coming guys Having a match, they're both full-time signed people to obviously, you know, it, they're in the company, but they're also trained by one's QT's uh, factory and the other one is uh, under Cody's nightmare family. So this was continuing the storyline a little bit, but quick draw, out of nowhere, for the win, man, uh, I liked this match for Austin. I really did. Uh, I think he needs to kind of... I, I wish he would go out on his own more and and do these uh, single matches because that finisher, man, I'm telling you, is killer. I love the quick draw. I think it looks cool. I haven't seen anything like it in a while. So, uh, nice win for Austin Gunn. After this, we had Dean Alexander and Carly Bravo versus All Ego, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky. I, I'm just, I mean, this team, man. This team is so fucking good. I, I, I love everything that they fucking do. Uh, their entrance is cool. Now, uh, the heel hook for the win here by uh, Scorpio Sky, but he's holding on to it, man. Really digging into that heel shit. And then... Obviously, the ego uh, of all ego Ethan Page comes in there and just gives this dude an ego's edge after the match just to really, you know, add insult to injury. And uh, Carly Bravo went flying. Uh, After this, we had QT and Billy Gunn kind of going at it in this promo. So it was Billy Gunn's promo. QT kind of walked in. And punches Billy in the face. Um, 
trying to set up this uh, big feud for Dynamite, which I, I don't know if this was a low light for anybody else on the show, um, but we'll get into that a little bit. After this, we had the main event of Dark Elevation. It was Konosuke, uh, MT Naka, Naka, Nakazawa, and Kenny Omega versus Danny Limelight, Matt, and Mike Seidel. This was actually a really fucking fun match. I, I urge you, if you're not watching Dark Elevation, like I've said a million times, please go check out this match. Uh, I thought it was really fun. Uh, fucking Kenny Omega and Nakazawa were like whispering plays to each other over these headsets, uh, which was pretty funny. Konosuke uh, hits that like um, the gut buster and then picks him right up in that gut wrench uh, German suplex, pins him with it, and picks up a win for his team, closing out this episode of Dark Elevation. Like I said, go fucking check it out. We're gonna run through a little bit of a dark classic, dark regular, dark bland, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the highlight here for me was right at the beginning. Darby Allen's promo on Jungle Boy was actually really fucking cool. Basically telling him he's gonna he's gonna need to step the fuck up if he wants to take on the TNT champion. Um, after this, we had like a Joey Janela in a singles match. Um, hitting that Death Valley driver for the win. SCU picking up a win over Ryzen and John Skyler. Um, Kylan King and Big Swole had a match be- between the uh, these twins, Ashley and Steph MK. The MK twins is what they're called. You know, obviously Big Swole hitting that dirty dance and picking up the win here. Uh, then you had another segment that I suggest you... Uh, they played it on Dynamite. Never mind. You probably already saw it. But Ricky Starks cutting a promo on Hangman uh, in the bar. You know, kind of cowboyish uh, look that he's got going on. Nice little promo from Ricky Starks. He usually knocks him out of the park. So I didn't expect anything less from him. Uh, you had Butcher and the Blade versus Brick Aldridge and Cold Carter. Dragged the lake for the win. I mean, the Butcher just looked like a monster in this fucking match. Um there was a nice little promo from Ryan Nemeth and Cesar Bononi and J.D. Drake. Basically, Ryan Nemeth was trying to get J.D. J- Drake to like change up his gear, change up his style. Uh, basically saying, you know, you could be sexy too, man. That's that's what I'm trying to do here. And he kind of was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'll wear that shit. Uh, There's a bunch of like random gear and get up that he was trying to, to give this old school looking guy. Um, but yeah, uh, Ryan Nemeth, Cesar Bononi, nice little promo segment. Uh, I don't know where they were going with it, but oh well. Um, Jake Manning versus Sonny Kiss. Uh, Sonny Kiss, uh, doing that split stunner, uh, for his finisher now, hitting the win. It's a lot nicer than the splits off the top rope. It looks better at least. Um, Sonny Kiss cutting a little promo afterwards. Um, Nothing really to write home about. I I didn't expect Sonny Kiss to just cut this amazing promo out of nowhere. Um, but it is what it is. After this, we had Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, and 10 versus Jay Lyon, Midas Black, and Ken Broadway. Uh, hitting the fatality for the win. Like I said, we're only seeing them either walking out on stage, giving the Dark Order sign, or on Dark. 
uh, picking up wins over, you know, enhancement guys. Uh, so hopefully Stu Grayson and Evil Uno get back onto that main roster uh, feel or on Dynamite more. Maybe having some actual tag matches on Dynamite would be nice. Um, after this, you had uh, Billy Gunn wrestling Andrew Palace, giving him the famouser for the win, picking up a win before he faces QT on Dynamite. Uh, Fuego versus Dante Martin was a pretty nice fucking match. Obviously high flying, um, Dante hitting the 450 for the win. Um, after this, you had Diamante versus Queen Arenada. Um, Diamante picking up a submission win, uh, on Dark Classic. Uh, this was another match to look forward or to go look at if you're not watching Dark anymore. Varsity Blondes versus Kit Sackett and Hayden Backland. Uh, dude, the Varsity Blondes just work really well, and they can with anybody. That's what I really like about them. They don't need it, another veteran in the in the ring to have great matches. They can have them with enhancement guys or indie guys or whatever you want to say that they are. Um, these last three matches were actually uh, halfway fucking decent. Uh, Max Caster versus Five. Uh, which was nice and refreshing from the you know rest of the card, where it's pretty much, uh, hey, let's just put one of our stars versus one of these enhancement guys to give him a paycheck. Um, so Max Caster versus Five was a great little match. Obviously, Max Caster pulling out a heel move, punching him with that chain in the face for the win here, getting the pin. Um, after this, you had Powerhouse Hobbs versus Baron Black. I mean, Baron Black really tried to give it to uh, to Hobbs here, but Hobbs hitting that town business uh, for the win. After this, the main event of Dark uh, was just Pac being a fucking uh, rabid Wolverine, man, uh, to Dean Alexander getting the Brutalizer in for the win. Uh, and that does it for Dark Classic uh, dark, regular, whatever, bland, vanilla, what dark, just dark, I guess it is. Um, but you know what time it is now. After dark, we get right into the official homework of the week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the official homework of the week is a segment where I give you a match and you give me a review. Hit me up at 100ElitePod on Twitter. Tell me what you think of this match. This week's homework is none other than Jay White versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Um, it's up on YouTube. Just type in Jay White versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And it'll pop right up. It's the full match. Everything's in there. Go watch it. Tell me what you think of the match. Tell me what you think of the homework. Uh, just tag me on Twitter at 100ElitePod with the hashtag homework. And uh, let's, let's get something going there. I, I'll tell you what I thought of the match uh, once you tell me. So make sure you guys are following me on Twitter. Hit me up on there uh, and tell me what you think. Uh, about the podcast, about the homework, about segments, whatever you want to do, just get on it. Um, so let's get into fucking Dynamite this week. Dynamite this week, obviously the 1.2 million viewers. There's probably a lot more than that. Uh, it's weird how ratings are like an average, and it's like people with 
the Nielsen boxes too. So I, I don't even know somebody who has one of those. Um, to start off Dynamite, you had a nice fucking match. Hangman Adam Page versus Ricky Starks uh, with Hook with him. Um, Starks landing on his fucking head slash neck uh, after that German. He was supposed to recover from it, and it looked it looked pretty fucking stiff. It looked like, uh, I mean, I would have had a broken neck if that was fucking me. Uh, luckily, he kind of caught himself on his, you know, like his knees and his hands, um, not really suffering too much damage. But it did look like Ricky Starks, uh, I don't know, twisted his ankle or something in this match. Uh, you could tell about halfway through, he's really uh, limping on that. I mean, he might just be getting me on the cell, but um, it, it kind of happened out of nowhere. So. It kind of, I don't know if it affected the match that much towards the end there, but, uh, you know, big sit-out Liger bomb by Ricky Starks. The avalanche fallaway slam by fucking Hangman Page was awesome. Uh, the counter buckshot spear was fucking cool. I, I just like the innovative shit that they were coming up with. Um Obviously, the submission that uh, Hangman put on for the win, man, Ricky Starks, uh, he 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 got close again, got close to that title. He's, he's getting pushed right back down. Um, I really like this match, though. It, it wasn't too hokey, but at the end, uh, obviously, Hook has to get involved, uh, you know, gets in Hangman's uh, grill for a minute, and then Brian Cage comes out. I mean... Hangman pretty much handled his own against uh, Starks and and this little guy, little old Hook, uh, rocking like uh, fucking leather pants out of nowhere, which was weird. But Hangman kind of like held his own against uh, both of these guys. So Brian Cage, obviously coming out, going to powerbomb the fuck out of Hangman, and the Dark Order makes the save. Um, I... <laughs> Man, the Dark Order just, you know, having Hangman's back is okay. I get that. But it's like continuing these almost the same storylines. Uh, didn't we just go through this where Hangman gets attacked, Dark Order helps. Now we're like, is he with the Dark Order? Is he not with the Dark Order? Like, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like rinse and repeat with this kind of shit. Um, so hopefully they do something here. Maybe have Hangman go against fucking Kenny Omega after uh, this Sunday, which I guess I could have talked about. Kenny Omega, Rich Swan, title versus title is this Sunday. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if Rich Swan obviously beats Kenny Omega, which I don't think it's going to happen, it just doesn't seem like a good fucking idea. Uh, then I guess we'll see him on Dynamite next week, and he'll have three fucking belts on him. Or we'll see Kenny Omega with the Mega Championship, uh, the AEW Championship, and the Impact World title. I mean, all he has to do is go round up a couple more, and he'll be uh, that belt collector gimmick that they trademarked. Uh, that's for damn sure. But let's get back on track here. Trent versus Pentagon uh, L Zero Medio, whatever the fuck he's going by, it's Pentagon Junior was the next match or na 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 Pentaman 
Um, he had a fucking cool ass Batman mask. It had the, you know, the Batman ears. I popped fucking big for this one. Penta's literally one of my favorite wrestlers. So, um, to see him put on the cowl in a way, uh, Batman is also my favorite superhero. So this was pretty fucking cool. Uh, you know, a little cross promotion by, uh, <laughs> by Penta. Cause you know, Warner Media, you know, kind of runs the DC world right now and TNT's under that whole umbrella. So, I mean, I'm sure once TNT saw that, they're like, ah, okay, we'll let it slide. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this match too. Uh, there was high knees by Trent to start this, a fucking sick destroyer by Penta, uh, springboard one for at that. Uh, there was nice running knees by fucking Trent. Um, there was a super slick uh, fucking backstabber uh, by by Penta there. Now, the spear on the outside was fucking dope. Um, I really liked the way that this match was, like, set up, the, you know, everything like that. The, the, the problem is that I have. So, Alex Abrahentes distracts. He picks up the mic and basically says, you know what really sucks? Penta says, yeah, not you know what really sucks. Penta says... Uh, you know, you suck, but more your mom sucks, you know, causing a distraction. Orange Cassidy gets involved and, uh, you know, shit goes awry. Fucking Alex Abrahentes ends up hitting Trent over the head with the microphone. Penta ends up hitting, uh, some fucking dope moves, you know, hits him with the, uh, the Penta driver, whatever the fuck he's calling the package pile driver. And uh, gets the win over Trent here. I, I'm i really excited to see where they go with this best friends death triangle thing. I'm, I'm fucking, for the love of God, hope that they do that parking lot brawl again. I, I think that is somewhere they can go again. And it will still feel fresh because they have so many fucking high flyers in the death triangle. I think they fucking are all high flyers pretty much. It, but... I know Penta, he would bring a lot more light tubes to this, um, <laughs> a little bit more extreme, I think, than Santana and Ortiz, so um, I, I would like that, a parking lot brawl, man, uh, that's what it should finish with, or a cage match, or something big to really blow this thing off. Um, this is something I really wanted to talk about, so after this, we had the Pinnacle kind of cutting a promo, uh, doing a little interview with JR. Uh, let's roll it. Certainly seems like the AEW world is buzzing as we count down the days to blood and guts. With that in mind, recently in the middle of the ring, Chris Jericho with the inner circle had some very fiery words to say. Many of them pointed out, not only all you guys, especially you, MJF, what's your reaction to Jericho's interview that we heard on Dynamite just a few weeks ago? It wasn't just an interview, Jim. I, I recall you called it the immortal promo, correct? <sighs> you know, Chris, you might have got one thing right about the scarf. Well, not about the fact that I, quote-unquote, stole it from you. I've been rocking Burberry flannel since I was on the Rosie O'Donnell show, but this particular scarf, man, I mean, it's old, it's haggard. Plus, it's springtime, and War Dog, you know what that means. I believe Tully got me a gift. By the way, Tully is home right now, writing up the plays for Blood and Guts. Talk to the people, War Dog. Oh, nice. Chris Jericho. You called that the immortal promo? Something like that, big fella. Wouldn't that mean it was the perfect promo? You see, 
It almost was. Jericho, one of the best promos in the game, right? Not quite as good as Max here, but good. You cut one of the best promos of your entire career, which is saying a hell of a lot, until you got to me. Stumbled your words a little when you got to me, didn't you, Chris? Because the moment Wardlow came out of your mouth, you knew you were doing something wrong. Ah, Chris Jericho, the first ever AEW world champion, the most charismatic man in professional wrestling for decades, the GOAT, the man who's been leading this industry, Jim, for years. That is, until now. Now? You stand in front of a bunch of B's so you look like an A, you wrestle a bunch of A's so you don't look like a B, and when it comes to elevating the town around you, Christopher, I'm gonna have to give you a big fat F. The Jericho rub. It apparently consists of intentionally trying to wrestle against people the fans already want to see and then claiming their popularity is all because of you. Just gonna throw some examples out there, I don't know. Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, Cody Rhodes, John Moxley, Orange Cassidy, and now, mwah. Smart, Chris. I don't blame you, and of course it's smart. For 30 years, you've been outsmarting every single person who's crossed your path. That is, team at me. I'm the one guy you couldn't outsmart. I'm the one guy you couldn't hold underneath your thumb. And why is that? It's because I'm Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And I'm not great for 25. No, actually, Chris, that's horseshit! I'm great, period. When you were 25, you were curtain jerking on Worldwide. Me, I'm a top guy, and I'm hanging around top guys. We are the best faction in professional wrestling today. The pinnacle, not the inner circle. And we are also all winners. Speaking of winners, I am undefeated, which is why I found it oh so peculiar, Christopher, when you claim that I shouldn't say I'm better than anyone until I can prove I'm better than the likes of Brandon Cutler or perhaps Michael Nakazawa, right? Yeah, that's interesting, Chris, because if, if my memory serves me correctly, I already beat you. Mm, so interesting. Wonder where that puts me on the totem pole, huh, bud? I guess that would make me better than you, and you know it. But how about you prove me wrong, Chris? Instead of sending out that stooge yours, Mike Tyson, to sucker punch my brothers in arms, you send out your family, I send out mine, and you beat us. And Chris, for the sake of pride and pride alone, please try to beat me, because Lord knows I'm gonna be trying to do the same. So if you got one thing right in that cute little immortal promo of yours, that I am a mark, but I'm not a mark for you. I'm a mark for your spot. And on May 5th at Blood and Guts, along with my family, I'm gonna take it! Because when you are in the pinnacle, you're always on top. I mean, Jesus, MJF, when you think he just can't go like get any better on the mic, he goes and cuts a promo like this. I, I don't. I mean, what what can this guy not do? I I mean, he he's great in the ring. He can talk his ass off. He's a fucking the best heel in pro wrestling right now. So another another great one. And fuck, who knew Wardlow cutting promos? Uh, it works. Uh, I really liked the way that uh, he, you know, basically said, you knew that you fucked up. As soon as you started talking about me, you knew you had fucked up. Because Wardlow is a big, scary motherfucker. And if he gets a hold of you, Jericho, it's it's not going to end well. Especially that fucking pull-down knee strike to the face that he does off that turnbuckle is just vicious. Um, 
I really like this promo though. Maybe it'll go down in history as the the your spot promo, kind of like Arn Anderson had the my spot promo back in the day. Uh, this is basically MJF coming in to take Chris Jericho's spot. Um, I loved this promo. I really did. I thought it was great. Uh, I think the beginning there with JR talking about a John Wayne movie and like the whole fucking silk scarf thing. I don't know. You could have done without all that shit. I cut out a little bit of it. So if you want to watch the full clip on YouTube, go ahead. It's probably up on their YouTube channel. But I cut it down a little bit because some of it was just like, I mean, what the, where were you fucking going with this, JR? It doesn't even make sense. Um, but after this promo, you had the Tai Conti and Hikaru Shida like promo package. Uh, pretty much they showed it all on the road to this, uh, last week or this week, not last week. Um, and then we get into Shida versus Tai Conti. Oh, I mean, let me tell you, the road two for Shida and Ty Conti was really fucking good. I mean, really good. So, um, if you didn't check it out before the match, I- I'd suggest maybe at least watching it once. Um, but Shida versus Ty Conti, man, Shida was being kind of vicious in in the beginning here, like really laying it in to Ty Conti. Um, the big knees by Shida, followed by the two running knees by Ty Conti. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of running knees in this fucking match, uh, but the one on the apron, uh, I mean, obviously that's one of her big hitters. I love that fucking move. She puts him like laying off the apron, hits that running, jumping knee into the face. Uh, Ty Conti, man, those judo throws, I put them over every single fucking time, but they're, they're so fluent and clean and it's looks, it looks like she's done them like at least a fucking million times in practice. So uh, shouts out to these girls, though. They really did put on a clinic. I think so. I think this is definitely one of the better matches tonight. Uh, the brain buster on the floor was nice. Uh, like I said, the the arm drag judo style type shit from Conti was awesome. The way Sheeta fucking slammed Conti on that turnbuckle, like dropped down, slammed her back on it was was really fucking cool. Uh, the tie KO, she got it off, only getting two count. I mean, holy shit, there was a lot of great false finishes. To, uh, literally, Sheeta almost hitting the katana at one point during this match, and then finishing with it later on was uh, w- was perfect, man. I really liked the way that this match was like set up. The 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 moves in between were great, but the emotion that you could tell from these girls, like they both really fucking wanted it. Um, I I really liked the the back the backdrop right before she hit that katana. It was just almost perfect. This match was, uh, I mean, let's just face it, this is probably gonna be the match of the week by the end of this podcast. I'm telling you. So make sure you stay tuned. Each and every uh, podcast I do match of the week, it is a match that I think was the best out of every single uh, match that they put out this week. That means Dark Elevation, uh, Dark Classic, or whatever we're fucking calling it still, Um, and Dynamite. So this is definitely up there uh, for sure. I mean, it it was really nice. After the match, Britt Baker comes out. And shows Sheeta she is the number one contender now. So really pushing that feud. 
um, between Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida, man. I'm thinking this is what it's going to be for the pay-per-view. Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, hopefully they don't go back towards the Thunder Rosa stuff with Britt Baker because, I mean, they, they did their time for right now. You know, getting something different. Uh, I, I, I like Britt Baker versus Shida. I think that would be a great match. I think uh, Britt Baker can really cut some good heel promos on Sheeta and talk about how um, how she's going to lay that lockjaw in and and really uh, really take this women's division to new heights, being the face of the women's division uh, with the belt around her. So I like this man. I like what they're doing here. I'm picking up what they're fucking putting down. Um, after this, we had a promo from Miro. Let's roll it. Another week and no kip. I hate unresolved business. It just eats me alive after a while, which is why I came here in the first place. I need my vindication. So I don't care who you are. I don't care if you walk around backstage with your slimy impact mouth or with your emo face paint daddy. You got a title, you got a problem. So this company can put me through all the hoops and diversions they want, but they cannot keep me from my destiny any longer. So I guess the real question now is, what champion do I beat first? I mean, Miro is uh, kind of a scary motherfucker. Uh, basically, he's putting every single champ on notice, telling them, you better watch your fucking back because uh, Miro's going to snap everybody in fucking two, basically. Um, after this, we had the inner circle cutting a promo back on the pinnacle. This one was a little bit more sloppy from Jericho, uh, especially from the one that was the other night. That one was pretty much perfect. Uh, but this was, you know, he kind of fumbled here and there. Jake Hager, uh, you know, kind of got in and said that he was going to make them suck their meat through a straw. Uh, so that happened. Uh, but Santana, man, Santana had a nice, nice little uh, segment there. And that was it. That was it from the fucking inner circle. They pretty much just put over this match between them and the pinnacle talking about May 5th blood and guts. Um, like I said, I don't know what to expect from that match. I, I hope it's fucking fantastic. I mean, these, these teams are just pure stacked with, uh, they get the one big guy and then they have the tag team and then they have, uh, you know, the the singles division guy like Sammy or Sean Spears. And then they have the top guy, you know, the MJF or the Jericho. So it's pretty much straight down the middle. Uh, I, I, I hope this is like, I mean, brutal. I hope this is just goes over really fucking well. I mean, obviously FTR is not going to be in a match like this and not just go full fucking bore. Um so yeah, inner circle promo time done. After this, we had Billy Gunn versus QT Marshall. I didn't expect expect a whole lot from this, and you know, obviously, Gunn attacks during the entrance, um, and Austin and Colton, uh, you know, come help and get rid of uh, Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo. Uh, there was the jumping pile driver for two. They both uh, countering each other's finishers was a nice little uh, back and forth. And then a go-go hitting Billy uh, in the chest. And, uh, you know, 
QT hitting the diamond cutter for the win. And then they start beating down uh, Billy. Dustin comes out for the save. Uh, and then ends up hitting Nick Camarado with a wooden chair, just shattering it over his fucking head. Um, I mean, this was this was a nice little segment. I liked how Dustin's uh, face paint was. You know, he had the big smile going. Um, definitely go check that out. So is this building to a match? QT versus Dustin Rhodes? Or if, is this the big blow-off uh, QT versus Cody again? Is is that the blow-off? So maybe he's going to go through Dustin and then have to face Cody. Or maybe maybe we get faction-on-faction faction sort of thing. And, and then the big blow-off after that. I don't know. I don't know exactly how this goes. Uh, QT, the master of the dad bod style. Um, <laughs> this is actually a pretty fun match. I like this match. Uh, I, I liked it a lot more than I thought it w- I was going to. So kudos to them for making me like Billy Gunn uh, in this day and age. Um, after this, we had the Elite uh, trying to cut a promo in their little RV that they had. And Eddie Kingston and John Moxley pull up in a truck and are beeping the horn, you know, basically distracting Kenny Omega from cutting a promo. And boom. They fucking slam right into uh, the RV. Uh, they get out. They, they're they basically talking a whole bunch of shit and uh, try to go into the RV. And when they peek on in there, there's nobody in there. It's gone. They must have evacuated just in time. Um, man, I, I, I don't know. He basically has Eddie Kingston walking around like maybe they have tons of stuff that we can fucking steal and <laughs> oh Max he's just shutting it down he's this one's a really funny like segment so I I suggest you go check it out if you didn't uh watch the fucking show uh but yeah it, it was it was pretty fucking cool smashing into that RV uh must have been a fucking pretty penny. Tony Khan just throwing money around like this. After this, we had Powerhouse Hobbs versus Christian Cage. Another fucking solid match from Christian Cage. I'm just I'm just going to say it right now, man. I don't think he's going to have a bad match this year, like, at all. I think he's just too particular about what goes on. Um, so Powerhouse Hobbs is just in control like right from the start. I mean, the diving uppercut by Cage was a really dope fucking move. The big spine buster uh, by Hobbs was obviously a powerhouse fucking move. That's why they call him it. It was it was vicious. Uh, after this, we had Cage, uh, you know, power bombing uh, Will Hobbs off the fucking top turnbuckle and then hitting that frog splash for two. What? And, um, you know, there was a lot more back and forth. Obviously, Christian hitting the kill switch for the win here. Like I said, another great match by Christian Cage. I'm really excited to see him get get in the ring with a a real veteran. I know Frankie Kazarian, like, kind of knew what he was doing. But I just mean, like, real top guy. Like, somebody holding a belt right now. Or get in the ring with fucking Chris Jericho, MJF, Cody, uh, Hangman Adam Page. Like one of these guys that's just on the top of their game. 
Um, uh, so I'm excited to see what Christian Cage brings to the table. After this, we had Jade Cargill cutting a promo on a manager, basically saying, you know, I don't need a fucking manager. So if, if you're really going to come at me to represent me, then you really have to like, give me something great as an offer, which just makes me think that it's going to happen now that she put that out there. Like, I don't need a manager. So she's probably going to end up with a manager. Now who that is, I don't know. Um, but she's a monster, man. I don't think she needs anybody. She can talk. She can obviously go out there and just kick some ass. So I, I say just keep her by her herself and have her just be a fucking wrecking ball for a while. Um, move on up those listings. Just have her just beat enhancement talent and, and lower tier card members, stuff like that. And just let it let it go for a while. I, I don't think she needs a fucking manager. But without further ado, let's talk about the main event of Dynamite was Jungle Boy versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. Holy fuck. Darby looked cool as shit. His like face paint and his chest paint just looked cool as fuck. Uh, Darby Allen is definitely growing on me here. I mean... Very, very technical mat start here. Uh, obviously showing off that Darby can actually wrestle like, you know, like mat wrestling. And Darby hitting an avalanche suplex to Jungle Boy in picture in picture was, you know, I was standing up watching this just because I didn't want to miss anything. I thought this match was fucking killer. Uh, there was a quick German suplex trying to pin for a two count by... Uh, fucking Jungle Boy. Then he hits that Tiger Driver for two. Um, Darby hitting a, a flip over stunner uh, was, I mean, that one looked vicious. The three suicide dives. Uh, the coffin drop on the fucking apron was gnarly, dude. It was literally, it reminded me when he did that to fucking Cody uh, back in the day. But Jungle Boy, like, fucking came alive at the end of this, man. Um, hitting the fucking huge clothesline, the brain buster right after that, locking in that fucking snare trap. Um, I mean the Romaro special, then, uh, the snare trap again. And Darby is just relentless, man, not fucking tapping out. And Darby ends up getting the quick last supper for the win, really pulling out the rug from jungle boy. I thought Jungle Boy had it. I'm not going to lie. I thought Darby Allen was losing it tonight. That's how close it was of a match uh, to end the night. But to close out the show, you had all ego Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky jumping both of these guys after the match. Um, then Lance Archer coming out to save them from both of them. But Archer gets overpowered by ego and Scorpio Sky, but then the Stinger comes out, Sting comes out for the save, saves uh, Lance Archer from getting beat down by uh, both of these guys, and it seems like we're building towards something, I, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but All Ego Ethan Page is in there, Scorpio Sky is in there, Lance Archer is in there, and now maybe Sting, a little Sting, little Jungle Boy, a little bit Darby Allen. I don't know what we're getting, but we're getting it soon. Um, 
but that does it. I mean, what a way to end the show. Uh, you, you had all the all the great stuff when they're going off. You had All Ego, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Lance Archer, Jungle Boy, and uh, the TNT champion, Darby Allen. To close out this show, I, I mean, my initial thoughts were, wow, this was a really well put together show. I, I liked the, you know, I like that it didn't have too many lows. That's the main thing. Like it just, it had this even flow through it that it seemed, seemed to go by very quickly. I feel like in the last match, I'm always checking my phone. Like how much time do they have left? How much time do they have left? Um, so when I know the bell rings and there's some time left on that fucking clock, I know something is about to go down. So I kind of half expected these guys to come out. Um, you know, but all in all, great episode of Dynamite. Um, you guys know what it means when we get done uh, at the end of Dynamite. Each and every podcast, we have a very, very, very nice segment called The Official Match of the Week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the official match of the week for me is going to be Ty Conti versus Hikaru Shida. I feel like this was just, it was just their night. I mean, there was a lot of other great matches, but I just think it was well put together. It was hard hitting. Um, and and I think they killed it. I think the segment after with Britt Baker was money. Uh, I mean, Britt Baker she she took the top spot, man. Sorry, Penelope Ford, but it's Britt Baker. She's right up top. She's she's doing great fucking things. Um, I I just don't I don't um I don't know how that one match fucking show is gonna go. Like I'm still so stuck on it. Like how the fuck are we going to just have one fucking big giant long uh, blood and guts match? Basically, the double cage, double ring, war game style match. Um, I don't know. It's very intriguing. Uh, I cannot wait for it. Uh, but that about does it for me, guys. Make sure you subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. I will be back doing some YouTube content here very, very soon. Uh, also, hit the follow button. Hit the subscribe button on all like uh, podcast outlets out there. And if you are on iTunes or an iPhone, make sure that you scroll down, hit that five stars, write a review. I will read them on the podcast. Go over to Twitter at jengler88. Give me a follow. I will follow you back. Also, uh, the official 100% Elite Podcast Twitter page at 100ElitePod. Give me a follow. I will follow you guys back. But like I said, that pretty much does it, guys, for me. I will see you guys on the so next one. Call me Legion, but we are many. You are one, we have plenty. You have some, you're taking this so serious. But I'm only doing this for fun. You're walking backwards while I run. Met without, cause you're out done. Open my mouth as I erupt, regretting what you just begun. You're never stopping me. You're never stopping this. You never saw me coming, but you must acknowledge this. So I'll just bring the heat and leave them powerless to try to step to me. So maybe you should crawl a bit. You're